Hogan to Jose Mark Pocasso, and it's poetry time. Sydney Poems A Crime Scene by Albert Van Muggeren. There's been a murder, a woman was killed. Found in a bathtub, partly filled, partly filled. A pair of policemen went into the house and questioned the poor woman's spouse. He came home from working all night and found her like that a terrible sight. The younger policeman looked on dismayed. He never forgot that terrible day. He saw the young woman behind the door, the empty milk cartons all over the floor, scattered strawberries, slices of fruit, and spoonfuls of sugar and honey to boot. Who could have done this terrible thing? His voice had a horrible, pitiful ring. Just look at the clues, replied Sergeant Miller. Looks like it's the work of a serial killer. Mugging by David Axton. When my guard was down, they attacked me from behind with a blow to the head. Now I wait to find. There's a sort of red mist in front of my eyes. My tongue's gone all rubbery. My mouth is so dry. There's part of my head that floats on its own. And a pain when, when I move, it just makes me groan. My stomach and its contents have ceased to be friends. Now they're parting company via both ends. I ought to get up, but I'm frightened to try. I just want to lie there. I want hope that, that I die. Then I, I can't understand. I'm coming to be caught by the nasty two muggers, red wine and port. Parent, parents' prayer by David Axton. Now I lay down. Lay, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my sanity to keep. For some peace I do not find. I'm pretty sure I lost my mind. I pray you find a quiet, find a little quiet, far from the daily family rot. May I lay back and may have to think about you stuffing down the sink. Oh, who, who are they with, or where are they at? What are they doing to that cat? I pray for time all myself. Here's something just fall off a shelf to cuddle on my nice soft bed. Oh, another goldfish dead. Some sonic movements for goodness sake. Did I just hear a window break? And next, I need to not cook or clean. Well, heck, I've got the right to dream. Yes, I know. I lay me down to sleep. I write my pray my wits about to keep. Look at, but let's look around now. I know. I must have lost. Um, long ago. A little further by Burton Brilly. 
A reason I shall never quit the road is a reason that's plain and clear, because no matter where I step, and whether it's far or near, there's a place beyond the place I am, wherever I may be at, and beyond is a place beyond, and well beyond all that, as long as all that, as long as a man has eyes to see, brain that wants to know. I figure that these things he's bound to miss, if he doesn't go on and go. For there's always a place behind the place. I happen to hang my hat. I want a place beyond that place, and well beyond all that. There's some folks say in a simple spot of a town that they've found. I never worry a little bit at the thought of a place beyond. But the place beyond, the place beyond, will never let me rest. There's a sort of kind of urge that's burning within my breast. To go into the end of life, and when I've left the flat, to go beyond the place beyond. The universe does that. A lovely hand by Anonymous. Last night I held a lovely hand. It was small and neat. I felt my heart with joy and burst. So wild was it every beat. So no wonder hand, no other hand into my heart could greater place bring than the one so dear I held last night for aces and the king. Abort, we try, it nor. Lucy Blades. Once again, at midnight dreary, fingers cramped and blizzard bleary. Sister Menos piled high, waste paper on the floor, longing for warmth of bed sheets. Still, I sat here doing spreadsheets. Having reached the bottom line, I took a floppy from the drawer. Typing with a steady hand, I evoked the safe command. But, insist, but instead a reprimand, it read, a bolt, we try it ignore. Or was this some occult illusion, some medical, medical type intrusion? What is, these are the, the choices Solomon himself had never faced before. Carefully I weighed my options. These three seemed to be the top ones. Clearly you must now abort one. Choose a bolt, we try it ignore. With my fingers pale and trembling, slowly towards the keyboard bending, longing for a happy ending, hoping all that would be restored, praying some for some guarantee, finally press a key. But what but what on the screen did I see? Again a bolt we try it all. I tried to catch the chip off guard, I press again, but twice as hard. But luck was just not on the cards. I saw what I I saw what I've done before. Now I typed a deparation, trying random combinations. Still there came the incarnation. Bolt would try to ignore. There where I sat. Distraught, exhausted, to my own machine exclusive. Getting up, I turned away and paced across the office floor. And when I saw the awful sight, a bright flashing flash of light, a blind lightning bolt that cut the night and shook me up into my very core. PC screamed, blasted and died. Oh, my database, I cried. I heard a distant voice reply. You see your spreadsheets never more. To this day I do not know the place to which my data goes. Perhaps it goes to heaven where angels have it stored. 
but as for particularly well, I fear it's gone straight to hell. That's the tale I have to tell. Your choice I bought, we'll try it in all. The Actor's Voice of Revenge by Richard John Scar. He was positioned himself centre stage. Centre. It was giving it was giving an audience his all. But suddenly his seat went up with a crash and a woman walked down with us from the stalls. Ignoring the audience hitting and the festering rendings too, he crossed his front in the front of the footlights and disappeared into Lou. Feeling suddenly slightly Sighted, the actor waited in rage, and when the woman came out of the loo, he walked in front of the stage, then adopting a theatric pose and a voice filled with them and a bite that carried its way clear up to the guards he'd lived the best of the night. He said, Madam, while she was in the privy, could you hear my excellent green ear? You couldn't. Well, I find that amazing, for we heard you quite clearly, I hear. Bowling with a Flare by Shelley W. Williams. We went bowling one night. My game was quite good. Going good. We reached a better score than I ever thought I could. It was getting late that night. I knew we had to hurry. My game was getting rapid. My sight was getting blurry. The, the game, the score was getting a close tie. The game was getting hot. I tied, held the ball with my tight grip. I gave it everything I got. The holes held tight in my fingers. I went down with the ball. It struck a step between for the moment of my fall. With my feet in up in the air and a blank thought in my brain, I knocked every pin when I went flying down the lane. Barrister hit me hard on the ground where I lay. Sounds of laughter found me. I rose after my play. With the ball in the hand, I've had to play in a flash. The room was soon spinning for the moment of my cash. I came out they were loser, no matter how well I played. The game was bittersweet, of the best strike I ever made. Crazy the Bear by Ernest L. Trader The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Meldove line that day. Score stood four to two, but not one inning more to play. Then... Then when Cooney died at first and Barrows did the same, a sickly silence fell upon the patrons of the game. A struggling got up into the deep despair. The rest clung to the hope that the spring's eternal in the human breast. They, they thought if only Casey could not, could but get a whack at, at, that, at that. We put on even money now with Casey at the bat. As Lind preceded Casey, as he did, Jim, Jimmy Blake, the former was a Lulu, the latter was a cake, so upon the stricken multitude glory melancholy sat. There seemed but little chance for Casey getting to the bat. But Flynn let drive a single to the wonderment of all, and Blake much despised tore the cover off the ball. When the dust had lifted, the men saw what occurred. There was Johnny safe at the second, a fairness hugging third. Then five hundred folks and more, those rows of lusty yell. It rumbled through the valley, it rattled in the deli. 
It was not down the mountain and we crawled down the, upon the flat. But Casey, Casey, Mighty Casey, was advancing to the bat. There was an ease in Casey's manner as he stepped in his place. There was pride in Casey's bearing and a smile on Casey's face. And when we spotted into the cheers, then later doffed his hat. A stranger to the crowd they, they, they dealt was Casey at the bat. Ten thousand eyes were on him as he rubbed his eyes with dirt. Five thousand tongues applauded while he wiped them on his shirt. And while the whirling pitcher grounded the ball into his hip, defiance gleamed in blind as Casey's eye a sneer killed Casey's lip. And now the heather bound spear came hurtling through the air. Casey stood a watching it, a haughty gundra hit there. Close to the by the sturdy batsman bulwark he his bed. That isn't my style, said Casey. Strike one, the umpire said. But on the benches brought black with people. It went up a muffled roar. Like a beating of the stone waves, a stern and distant shore. Kill him, kill the umpire, shouted some of them as a stand. It's, it's likely they had killed him, had not Casey ran to his hand with a smile. Casey's Christian charity. When Casey's veteran shone, he stilled a raging tumult. He bade the game go on. He singled to the pitcher and went to men more again. More the spectroid flew, but Casey still nodded and the umpire said, Strike two. For all quite the men in thousands that have echoed answer full, but no, but one scornful lot from Casey answers the audience was all. Odd. They saw his face grow stern and cold. They saw his muscles strain. They knew that Casey wouldn't let that ball go by again. His sneer was gone from Casey's lips. His tiff was clenched in hate. He pounds a cruel violence, his back upon the plate. And now the pitcher's hope holds the ball. And now he lets it go. And now the answer's it is shattered by the force of Casey's blow. Oh, something in this favoured land. The sun is shining bright. Band is playing somewhere. Somewhere hearts, somewhere hearts are bright. And somewhere men are laughing, and somewhere men shout, but there's no joy in Mudville. Mighty Casey was struck out. Clumsy Undertakers by Richard John Scar. Please accept my sympathy. I said, feed the undertaker, told the wife. Your husband says a splendid chap. I knew him all his life. But when carrying the coffin down the stairs, they gave the banister's knob a dash, knocking off the banister's post and fell to the floor with a crash. A coffin lid flew open. A corpse sat sat with a start, with a crashing off the banister knob had to started the dead man's heart. And we went to live for ten more years. And then he spied again. The people who came to collect him turned out to be the same. They carried him down the stairs. The window, window went down before. A lifting knob from the banister post, she said, laid it quietly down on the floor. Cheap Therapy by Jeff Willett. When a package arrives, I suddenly open it wide and hastily remove all the stuff from around inside. I scarred all the items and set the plastic wrapped a piece with bubbles in which the air is trapped. I spread the sheet and looked down with glee, and with two fingers I popped one, two, then three. I feel quite concerned, and my face goes aglow. I pot some more and more to, to the next row. 
I feel so good I can't think of stopping. As the room feels the sounds of popping, every worry and care, every little trouble, that's the way the pop of each air bubble. When I finally reach the end, I'm quite mellow. That, all that popping has made me content, fellow. It was, if you like me, and contentment is a rarity. Some bubble wrap, it's cheaper, gets in bubble wrap, it's cheaper than therapy. Exercise by Vivian Wayne. What I think about exercise, I was inspired to join a glim class. And after taking a short rest, make, feeling me, that feeling made me seems to pass. Then looking into the mirror to exercise would make a start. But thinking about it at my age, it would be bad for my heart. My teenagers need an exercise run at least a month while each week. At the end of two weeks, they're 14 miles away. My aerobatic class would be fun. Moving to music properly trained. I heard reports of those classes. How often an ankle is sprained. Having put others at the gym. How they puff, grunt and perspire. Aggie written over their faces. Leaves me free from any desire. I'm happy to, for others to exercise. As long as it doesn't include me. I'd rather relax with my feet up, Rob watching sports on TV. Today I went to the Facebook to do some silly poems. They may be wrong or right, but I don't know how to rhyme. So you see, my wife thinks I'm crazy to do Facebook because she thinks it's just a crime. Fellow Facebookers are watching this post, as you see. I'm doing this stupid ode, just like the ones I did with thee. I see that Terry Chaplin sent me one to do, but I can't do that one because it takes me off the road. You see, there was a young man from Kentucky. He used to like to. I leave you to put that word in yourself. So I end this podcast with a goodbye from Facebook from my friends. See, hope you like my poem, the poems that I read to you. And please remember, poetry is all for you. <laughs>